Welcome back to Hashtag Single with Jeanette Bonner. I am not a relationship expert or sex therapist. I'm just a regular New York City woman navigating the world as a single, independent feminist. Hashtag Single is about having honest conversations with other singles in today's device-obsessed culture. So I hope you'll join me on this interesting, challenging, and complex journey as we navigate the ins and outs of singledom. Hey guys, welcome back to Hashtag Single. Jeanette here, your host. Thank you so much for coming back to our summer episodes. Um, I'm so excited because I have a brand new one-on-one episode, Two Singles. And um, this is a really special episode for me because I met these two wonderful humans on a trip I did recently, a solo group trip to Peru. Uh, If you're following on Instagram, you might have seen some pictures. So while this group doesn't necessarily market themselves to single people, I did happen to meet a lot of wonderful single people, and I did have some wonderful conversations about dating and being single on the trip. So I've invited two of them to talk with me today, Elizabeth and Josh. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me. Hi, it's good to be here. (laughs) Yeah. Hi, Jeanette. Thanks. Thanks for having us. We were waiting to be invited to speak. Yes. Please speak now. (laughs) Anyway. So excited to have you here. Um, before we get started, I want to tell you this quick story. Um, so we we're talking about how Elizabeth is on a different time zone. She's in LA right now and it's 10 a.m. her time on a Sunday, which I give her a lot of credit for, for waking up and talking about dating as she swigs her iced coffee. <laughs> and I was saying it's morning for me because I went out last night and I went to a singles event in the city. And here's what happened. You guys will appreciate this story. <laughs> so I was talking to this guy and... Uh, we were flirting. He was fun. He told me he was a magician and my bullshit radar was up. I was like, well, first I took him at his work because I'm, you know, in the entertainment industry. So I was like, where do you perform? That's so cool. And then it got weird. He's like, yeah, this is my assistant. And I was like, ah, it's your brother. It got weird. <laughs> anyway, <clears throat> finally, he's like, can I give you my number? And I said, sure. But I like, I don't put people's numbers in my contacts because I don't know that I'm going to call them or like, because then they show up on all your socials. <laughs> right. Cause your you phone is like next Cause your phone knows everything. It's horrifying. Yes. Thank you. Yes. My so maintenance I guy them, is like, do you want to follow me on Instagram? I'm like, I do not. I don't. You'll have way no. too much information about me. Yes, exactly. And I, you. So, so I opened the note app and I was like, what's your number? And he's like, I'll just write it in. And I said, okay, don't be offended, but someone's name is, a, is already in here. So I don't want to make it look like it's like a list of dudes, you know? <clears throat> he puts his name in and he gives it back to me and he has deleted the number before oh. him. And then, so I was like, hey, why did you do that? And then he walked away. He handed me back my phone and he turned around and he left. Like, I guess it was the equivalent of a mic drop. Like, <laughs> I was like, that was possibly the rudest thing I've ever experienced in my life. Why would I call this person now? And a poor exit for a magician. Like, <laughs> something? Like, that was the disappearing act. He's like, no watch, friend. I just run away. I'm not only going to disappear, I'm going to hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I was so offended. I was like, yeah. "What? wow. Wow. Anyway, that's my story from the dating event. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. you, you have enough data and, like, storage in your phone. You could get a fresh note for each of these guys and then transfer it later, which is what you're going to do from now on. I wasn't, I didn't have a good strategy in mind, honestly. (laughs) Well, no, this is why I use Google Voice. Yes, tell me more. Yeah, for for all of my, and I I asked for 
Oh, wait, numbers. meaning you don't have a real phone number. You have a Google Voice number. Oh, I have both. And real people have my real phone number. And most of my, most of the gentlemen, we'll loosely call them, that I go on dates with or get my number on the street or on the interwebs um, has a Google Voice number. I should, yeah, that's smarter. Yeah. That's smarter. Yeah. Because I, I don't, I, I told a couple of people last night, I don't give up my phone number for safety reasons because yeah. I've done that in the past and then I get a, a wake up dick pic in the morning, you know, so. Who doesn't no like to that. wake up to a nice dick pic in the morning? <laughs> Thought of you last night. <laughs> so before we dive in, a little context. One of the reasons I invited both Elizabeth and Josh together on the podcast is because we were having dinner in Urubamba, as you do. And I, I don't know, I, I don't know how this came up, but Josh asked us what a good way was to approach women in public that does not scare them or offend them, which I really appreciate because most people don't actually just ask the question to get the real information. So, and it is true that in today's day and age, you can do both. You can scare women. I've been like, don't talk to me, or you can offend them. We don't know their status. We don't know their sexual orientation. Some women think that every man approaching them out of context is harassment. So it's a very delicate time to try to meet people in real life, you know. So that's how we started this conversation, which we can circle back to when we invite Josh to join the conversation again. But until we get there, pause that for a moment. Let's talk about you, Elizabeth. Yeah, let's talk about Tell me everything. Where do you want to start? How did you? Everything. How did you get to where you're at in your in your single life at this moment in your single journey? Well, so I'm a Capricorn. No, um, I don't. I honestly, I honestly don't know. It's just been this sort of comedy of errors, and I've always been kind of a, a relationship girl, and I do better when I'm in relationships. And I've had these like long term things that have kind of come in and uh, filtered and fallen fallen apart, um, and like all of a sudden I'm. 38 and I have this great career that I've been busting my hiney for and I'm looking around and I'm like what where did all the kids come from where I, I went to a lot of weddings I remember but like where how how did we end up here I sometimes mm -hmm. ask myself the same the same question almost yeah um it's not for lack of trying certainly um we we date we date a lot we we date online we date in person um some people blamed it on career. My career is 90% women. <laughs> so when people are like, meet someone at work, I'm like, ooh, um, think about that. <laughs> but that's that's um, ridiculous because what if you're a teacher and you work in a, uh, you work in kindergarten? You know what I mean? Like right. your entire day is going to be surrounded with six-year-olds. Like you're yeah. not, we or don't like always. One, one male teacher that's gay or married. Like that, that yeah. <laughs> it's a good parallel actually. Yeah. The the environment is very, very similar. Um because I'm a I'm a veterinarian, and so we're we're women, we're we're healers, we're empaths, and um, it's just not a lot of time to meet men at work. Although I do have some woman veterinarian colleagues who have met their husbands uh, by taking care of their dogs. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, we could talk about how you transition that conversation from like, "Hey, so Sparky looks great. Um, I am so thirsty." Um, do you feel like a beer? Dog's <laughs> anus is inflamed. And I, by the way, you're looking really nice today. Right. <laughs> right. Um, is uh, your wife or girlfriend going to be coming to the next appointment? Um, that's weird. 
That's yeah, great. that's a tough, that's a tough segue. Tough and segue. how long have you been a veterinarian for? I yeah. have been a veterinarian for 10 years last month. So it's congrats. It's been a long, I know the same. It's all I ever wanted to do when I was little, except a brief stint where I desperately wanted to be the garbage truck collector, not the guy that drives the car, uh, the one who hangs off the back and like chucks the garbage i could see how that could be fun for yeah. like or look fun for as as a child as You're a four-year-old like hanging yeah. on the back of a truck yeah um, as long as our ones are like, real garbage right <laughs> my mom was like good for you honey veterinarian much better choice let's do that good so, if it yeah. makes you feel better when i was six i wanted to be a trapeze artist and i transitioned to being an actor so my so far like, from that <laughs> good choice Um, and then so um so that puts you at like 28 and so in your 20s did you spend it mostly in school mostly in school yeah my entire adult life I have basically been in school or in a training program or in a postdoctorate program until about three years ago where I like looked up and I was like what what has everyone been doing yeah (laughs) oh hi um for sure yeah in college I I didn't um really date like a lot. And then I had some long-term relationships in, in vet school. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. I think that's very common and very easy for a lot of people who it's not even if you're just career focused, you're just living your damn life. You know what I mean? Like most of us do not graduate college going, okay, where's my life partner? Like you're like trying to figure out where am I going to live and who am I going to live with? And let me spend time with my friends. And what city do I want to be in? And while you're putting your life together, you're also trying to date, but your priority is yourself first. Right. And for me, especially finishing vet school at 28, I had a lot of unpredictable travel, like a lot of unpredictable moves for my job. I moved cross country or I moved six times in four years, six times in five years, and four of those moves were cross-country. So I literally had someone tell me when I was dating in Davis in Northern California, six months before I was going to (laughs) leave, he goes, I'm 37 and I know a red flag when I see one. And I was like, okay, who hurt you? I am. Wait, you were the red flag? I'm the red flag because I'm not stable. And I was like, I am so confused by this. I'm going to be a doctor in six months. And you're over here telling me that's a red flag because a lottery system is going to decide two months from now where I'm going to end up next year. Like, in or out, man. <laughs> like, I can't control that. Yeah. Right. Infuriating. Yeah. That's the equivalent yeah. of like if if a just to flip the sexes or the genders, like if you were to meet a guy who's in the army or the Coast Guard or the Marines or the reserves, and it's like, I don't know where I'm going to be living in the next five years of my life. And you're like, mm, I don't know about that one. Red flag. Right. Right. And the choice. He insinuated that I was unstable and and I. I wanted to ask him to pick a better word for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I'm not unstable. <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm living the dream. What? what you are living why? the dream. I am. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's so rude. It's like, yeah, why, why can't someone recognize you for your accomplishments instead of being like, I mean, we all know that. Like that person has issues and we don't know what that is. But it's interesting to me how he chose to phrase that, you know? Same. Same. I, I think I was literally speechless in shock when he when he said that to me. I was like, oh, oh that's oh. so mean. And then you're like, but okay. anyway, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, I did. Yeah. But you're right. I, I am leaving. leaving yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
basically. But I mean, theoretically, uh, like if you let's say you met someone and then so you said this is a lottery system. So could you yes. theoretically get reassigned to another hospital right now in your life? No, not right now. Um, okay. At that point, it was it's a it's the match system. So a lot of like medical people go through it. And when you're an MD, you do it once and it's like the big rolling of the dice and you find out where you're going to go. And because of the way our system is set up, you get to do it many times. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, which is so fun, which is why I moved from Davis to Illinois to San Diego to Orange County to Ohio, then back to Los Angeles. So we're here. We're here now. Yeah. We're not moving again unless we want to. Um, yeah. And I also had people tell me in that same period that, oh, it's it's irresponsible to be dating. And I, I used to say, I don't I don't know what someone else's job is. Like there's lots of remote jobs. Again, this was 2012, not 2020, but obviously people have had remote jobs. You can work in IT. You can work like there are jobs that are mobile, like without much fuss. So I, I used to ask them about that. Like, am I just supposed to not date at all? Like put everything on, on hold? Like, I, who, I don't... And who was it who was saying those things to you? Uh, mostly, mostly people I was, I was dating, although I did have a few like, um, friends, not like in my programs, but just, just like friends that lived in the email friends. Me. Uh, I, no, I, I think the friends that I were, were just like friends, friends from like around school, like for, for friends from around town. I think it was both genders, but oh, it was skewed okay. more men. I stink. Yeah. I'm just curious as like where that perspective comes from of like, why is it generally considered to be a woman's job in a straight relationship to be more amenable to a relationship coming into your life than being like, no, actually, I'm going to be the one that is going to say I'm working 16 hour days or I might have to travel for work or my life's going to be difficult and you need to be more flexible. Like, why is that? I mean, I know why that's problematic, but it bothers me sure. that double standard that like we're in a place I learned, where women can be doctors and physicists and veterinarians. I very early on that I need to be the hero of my own story and no one is coming yes. to save me. And if my life is going to be kick ass, it needs to be the way that I want it to be. You could come yes. too. Let's do it. I love that <laughs> approach to life. Yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah. Like that's that's what that's why I gravitate towards you. And that's what I love about you. And that's what I love about strong single women who are just like unapologetic about the fact that, yeah, I'd like to be in a relationship and I'd like to be dating. It didn't happen to me, but like, that's not my fucking fault. Cause I'm trying. Meanwhile, I made this kick-ass life for myself that I've wanted to have since I was a child. And yeah. why are people not saying, congratulations, you're living your dream. They're saying, mm, it's so unfortunate that you're single. Like what the fuck? I'm I'm seeing glimpses of like the, okay, the right men coming through. I went on a date recently and um I told him what interest rate I secured for the house that I just bought and he was like, That's so hot. No, like, ooh. I've been using the wrong that. pickup lines your whole life. Probably. 
<laughs> I bought my house in December 2021. Peep this interest rate. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. hardcore adulting. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're like, tell me about how you refinished your bathroom and came under budget. <laughs> Ooh, investing. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love the idea that you're sort of talking about, which is that like, we've spent all this time putting the bricks of our life together and you're finally, you get to 38 or you get to 40 or 42. And then you look around and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How did I get here? And at what point did I just like forget to find a partner along the way, <laughs> you know? But if you look back, would I make any of different choices? Would I change anything? No. You just sort of, life just sort of happened in the way that you chose it. But I, we get caught up in that. And then you look around and go, oh, I'm supposed to have, supposed to have, uh, in air quotes, like this thing. And I neglected to, to find it, but through no fault of our own, you know? And you know, what's, what's funny about that is that every once in a while there, there is this sense, like, did I do the wrong thing? Should I have just tried to like really buckle down in a different way and find, uh, find a person? And I had one of my girlfriends who is a veterinary specialist like myself say to me, <laughs> she's Irish and she goes, Juicy, do you think we've done it the wrong way? And I was like, uh, no. And we had this whole conversation about like, what if we tried to do it the other way and just said career, forget it. Like, I'm going to like try to like find my man and get married. Like so many of the women that we know are divorced and, yes, have and unhappy. No like trying to do it the other way does also doesn't guarantee success. And it's kind of arrogant of us to think that we would have obviously been successful. <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, if I tried to do it the other way, like, clearly. I just haven't I been trying. <laughs> I just haven't been trying. <laughs> I'm single because so I haven't really cared. But, like, if I did try, right. I would 100% have lots of men. Right. Yeah. And so a, a lot of career-oriented women, like, it, it is frustrating because it's like, oh, for most of us, our careers are somewhat linear. And if I put time and energy into my career or my friends or myself, you get a payback from that. You you get, it's not automatic, it's not perfect, but your return on time, energy, investment is appropriate. And sometimes when you put time and energy into dating, um, the world is like, <laughs> oh, that's so totally true. You did that. I, like, in a, and all of us go through phases with this too, where you're like, wow, like, I have these like couple of, of men that I'm dating and they're all great humans and I can see them to be good potential partners. And like, this is amazing. And like, how do I pick? And then other times where you're like, sup and W-Y-D is <laughs> for the seventh time this week. Like, I want to throw my phone across the room. Like, why? Why can men not form complete sentences? So this makes me think of something interesting. So sidebar. I am in the midst of um, writing a book because I don't have enough projects in my life. Um, and the book is combining my like approach to this podcast and being single and also my knowledge as a New York City tour guide. It's going to be called Sunday Fun Day for One. And it's about um, doing things by yourself on Sunday in New York City that don't make you feel like you're alone. So as I've been putting this book proposal together, I was researching section on comp titles, solo female travel. And what came up a lot, and this is sort of relevant to our story, uh, there are a lot of memoirs about women who went through, this is very like in the vein of Eat, Pray, Love, but more than I even knew, who went through a tragic 
devastating, depressing emotional relationship, got divorced, and then decided to travel the world by themselves. And I find this really fascinating because I'm like, so there's these people that get married, think they're going to have this wonderful dream, get divorced, have a horrible experience, and then travel the world, which is, which is so different from what we've done and our approach to life, you know? But why is it that everyone sets themselves up for success? There's so many women that have gotten divorced. So they, they think that they, they got the thing that they, that we're talking about, you know, this like, what if I prioritize relationships over career and then end up ironically in the same place that we are right now? You know right. I mean? At the at the wedding I went to last night, we were joking about and sometimes I will tell people I'm not worried about being sting- single at 38. Statistically, all I've done is avoid my first divorce. <laughs> that hits different depending on which group you're talking at, to. at a wedding. I love that you said at a wedding. At a wedding. <laughs> at a wedding. Well, I was I was at a, a, a table of a fellow veterinarian. So like it, it was great. It was a work wedding. Um, and and some one of them was saying like, oh, my gosh, like I, I love like being a mom and like husbands uh, like take them or leave them. And I was like, interesting. Like, that's so weird. And she was like, well, he's he's my second one anyway. And I was like, I am trying to like decode the language here. Like, this is <laughs> this is fascinating. Right. Like, you got it. But you, you like now that you check that box, you don't really give a shit about it. Kind of that. That was. Yeah. She was way more pumped about her kids uh, than her husband. But interestingly, she was like, yeah, my husband and I have this great balance where I go do the things that I want to do and he does the things that he wants to do. And then they have something to talk about when they actually spend time together. The horse girl. So she was like, yeah, I go ride my horse and my husband plays video games or does like, you know, whatever he does. I was like, you're, you're unclear about what? <laughs> <laughs> what he, whatever he does to spend his time. I don't really, I don't really was, listen. Was, was kind of like, yeah, she just was kind of like, yeah, yeah. He's a great dad. Um, yeah, I love him. And I was like, that seems so boilerplate. Like, I, I guess like, okay. Hey, sure. Well, that's fascinating to me because then I start to go, why is this the thing that I'm supposed to want? <laughs> you're making I'm sorry so but my life sounds fucking great compared to what you're telling me you know right Did I tell you I just went to Peru by myself and made 13 friends with strangers like I had I mean I'm, yesterday <laughs> <laughs> I went to a dating event got four phone numbers and woke up at 11 30 like well I was four like phone three. numbers did you get four phone numbers or one phone number because... well three minus one <laughs> no there were there were four uh, one, wait, one just texted me his name, his name and his location. So it's not like I gave you my phone number. All you, all you have to say is so great meeting last night. would love to get a coffee sometime. And With all it says, AOL, uh, 1998 it says, ASL. It says Michael Westchester. Okay. I, I don't know. Like, oh, is it you? my job it's to not, do the follow up now? It's not, it's not like texting you an interest rate, is it? It's not. <laughs> I would be really in if he was like, mm. Michael Westchester, mortgage rate was 3.5. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, let's talk. Go on. Um, anyway, so yes, I, I 100% agree with you. So um, at this point in your life, looking back and looking forward, does that change your approach to like, now that you're like coming into your 40s, which is for a lot of women, sort of a panic moment of like, oh shit, my life that I have right now is not the life that I was 
picturing in my head when I was 21, right? So, right. you know, given this information of like, you've established this wonderful career, do you feel more confident in just being like, you know what, I'm doing it right? Or I've reached the point where I wanted to reach. Now I want to make some changes to invite someone in. A little of both. Um, 70% of the time I am this like confident, like rock star, just like I don't look like I'm in my 40s because I'm not yet. Um, and I like 40 is is still so young, like there's so much time. Um, I've totally got this. Um, and and then honestly, the realization that I I knew that my career was going to be nonstop until I got to this point that I got in 2019. Um, like I, <clears throat> I had finished my residency. I was seven months done with my residency when COVID hit. So like that just kind of blew any sort of plan or uh, it, yeah. it just, it put a wrinkle uh, is not even like the right way to say it. Um, but 30% of the time I do have these like sort of panic moments where I'm like, oh, we are out of time. We are alert, alert. Like we have, we have completely messed this up. And I think some, some of my challenge honestly is effectively communicating that to a partner and telling them like, okay, I have waited this long. It's going to be awesome. Like I'm not going to settle. And just because I want like a partner and kids, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be with you like I want to find the right person not which is startling for a lot of men when I remind them of that like hey I'm I'm looking for this person I'm looking for the right person um and one of the dating coaches that I worked with a while ago used to say something to the effect of like oh the right man for me is going to xyz and they encourage you to say it on dates because then you're given the dude a clue like, oh, the right guy for me is going to plan a date ahead of time. It doesn't have to be you. But if you'd like it to be you, here, here's the thing. So it's a little bit like the right man for me is going to be interested in looking for a long-term partner. He's going to be interested in wanting to have kids. And if that's not you right now, uh, great. I'm, I'm not going to like force you into it. <laughs> but like, let's save each other a lot of time and energy. And, and so I'm... Yes, I that that has been a, a struggle recently because you know being thirty eight years old that that's probably an age where it's honestly tough for men to be dating women because it's like whoa 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 like do you want me for me do you want me to just like fill it like do you have this whole life like put together do you just need to like slide a man into it uh, double entendre maybe intended hey like here in where you fit like i've planned our wedding i planned our kids names like no i'm not interested in your needs your wants like your personality but like if you could just stand there no a little to the a little to the oh yep right right there, lighting right perfect and i just need you to yeah uh, fill out sign this line right here that says that you're gonna <laughs> take responsibility just, for my child right yeah so you, yeah um, I don't, I don't know if it's time for the patriarchy, but I'd, I'd be interested in, in what the patriarch patriarchy probably has feelings about that. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting time to be dating in, in your late thirties, because like you do, you do have time if you want those things. And also there's people who out of the gate will just say like, oh no, that's, that's not a good fit. So yeah. I'm and awful. I have, I think you're, I think you're, you're right around what I think is 
one of the reasons I started the podcast and a lot of conversations I'm having, which is, um, you know, when I started the podcast in my late thirties as well. So I was just meeting a lot of women of the same age who were struggling with dating. And we were, we were trying to figure out like, why? Like, like I'm actually so stable in my life and I've created, I have, I have my own home. You don't have to pay for it. I don't have any children. I don't come with any baggage. Like I'm actually ready to go, you know? So why is it so difficult for men to recognize my value and say like, she's a great package. Like let's, let's meet. And my personal theory and sort of what I've collected talking to women on this podcast is that, and this is a generalization, Josh, but you can fill us in that men I mean, women need this too, but men need to feel needed in the relationship. And as we progress in society and women need men less, or rather men don't understand what they provide for women. If a woman already has a badass job and she has an education and she has a mortgage and she's taken care of and she seems happy, they're unclear about uh, this woman doesn't need to be provided to what service do I supply other than an emotional need? And if a man has not been socialized to be emotionally available, literally he's at a loss. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't know how to, like what would a man who is not as stable or secure in their lives provide you, Elizabeth? Like you, you don't seem like you need anyone. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, and and honestly, I'm I'm looking for that that partner, right? Like I want the other half of like a power couple. Like, yeah, I'm doing great by myself, but you know, sometimes one plus one equals more than two. So like let's go out and crush it. I mean, that kind of energy to again, the right kind of man, I think is gonna be very attractive, but you just you maybe you have to be more patient, maybe you have to do more digging. I don't I don't know where these men are hiding. Um <laughs> maybe but, they're girl. If there's a club, like a <laughs> not on like hinge, a... I'll tell you. That. <laughs> all right, I don't know. We've we've, don't... Uh, we've danced around the patriarchy. Yes, we've danced in the around air. It. We've lofted a lot of volleys uh, in Josh's corner. Are you ready to hit us with your masculine knowledge, Josh? I, I am so ready to represent the entire patriarch. <laughs> Asterisk, fine print at the bottom of this podcast. No male voice on hashtag single represents the entire patriarchy. <laughs> representing their opinion. But as members of the patriarchy, we can say we call them the voice of the patriarchy. Okay, continue. This I feel like I'm being <laughs> set up for success right now. Um so you are. Uh, uh, there's no wrong answer. We just want to pick uh, your brain. I don't I don't even know I don't even know where to start because you guys have said so many things that I think are so interesting to hear. First thing I, that resonates with you. That's like the, bubbling. The, your the, the, you the first thing that, that resonates with me is right. Uh, we're all about the same age. Elizabeth's 38. I'm 37. And I generally date women who are about the same age as me. I would say 34 to 40. I don't typically, I'd say the values or the life stage for, for women who are younger or older don't typically align. And I do want kids. Um, and, uh, it, but it's, 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 it is intimidating for me to date 30, someone who's 37 or 38 and, you know, understanding, even if it's, um, intrinsic that, that, or implied that like, okay, well, 37, 38, 39, and we're going to have kids. It's going to be like probably now. And, and, ASAP, and yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm trying to walk like, yeah, well, but first I want to get to know you and, 
enjoy single life and like, okay, but not single life, but time with you, just the two of us. And like, like once you're pregnant, like once we have kids, that's it. Life changes forever. So, (laughs) so like if that's a year from now, I mean, I guess with the right person, I feel like at our age, if you're with somebody for a year, you got a pretty good, I I feel like at least three of us would have a pretty good sense of this. Also accurate. I am shocked at how long a year or like even a month is with Mm -hmm. a person in your late 30. Yeah. And and, and (laughs) like my long-term relationships keep getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And I go. I am, I am convinced, um, I don't know if this is right, but I'm convinced that the next person who I end up with, we've been through enough shit to know what we can and can't tolerate. So if you get to the three month mark, you're like, ah, I feel like this could be, this could be, this could be 30 years. <laughs> like, let me be clear. It's yeah. Been, yeah. It's been, God, I don't even, couldn't even three or four years since I've gotten to that mark. That's true. That's true. That's no, you're right. And I think that's part of the thing is like at this age, you very much know exactly what you want. So if you manage to tolerate someone for three months, chances are, I mean, because you know yourself better. You don't need to like wait three years to be like, I don't know, could this work out? Like I I know in three days, I'm like, this is a hard yes or a hard no. You know, like we just, and we got time for bullshit. Do you really though? Like, I think, you know, like, okay, this is going to last a couple of months. And I tell myself too, like three or four dates. Okay. Like if you make it to a fourth date with me, it's a really big deal. Um, I think so too. Yeah. Agree. I was just asking like, but, but what do you actually know? Right. Because it's, it's right. Four dates. It's not three months. You know. No, no. Like job saying- interview. You can, you can hide a lot in, in four days. Basically. <laughs> like, Oh, look at me. I'm so sane and normal. No red flags here. So is that, a, is that an actual, like fear not fear i don't like that word but like a concern of yours going to date women at this age range is is the baby question is that top of mind for you i mean it's top of mind for me i mean it's top of mind for me you know for for women who i assume at least for many of the women i'm meeting it's top of mind for them and you know like i also and this is less of an issue but it's still an issue i don't want to be an old dad like i remember my dad had me i'm first born my dad had me when he was 34 and i remember the day then I turned 34 and was like, holy shit, where am I? Like I, in life compared to my dad who now, right, had a mortgage and, and a kid and had been married for eight or 10 years at that point. Uh, but I also remember at 16, right, saying, hey, dad, you want to go have a catch and grab our baseball glove from the backyard and throw right. them all around for six or seven minutes so you go, my arm hurts, I got to go in. And I, I mean, now that will be me, but, but I really, I didn't want that to be the longer than it takes, the worse it's going to be. Yeah, that's valid. Yeah. That's totally valid. I wanted to get your opinion about Elizabeth and I talked about the idea of kind of running out of time, I guess. Like where you feel like if you haven't if you haven't figured something out by a certain time, do you feel like you're less likely to have it come into your life? Does that make sense? I go back and forth. Um, I probably right. I don't I don't I don't have I don't have eggs. Um, so I think that yeah. it's less pressing. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, I usually date women who are, you know, the same age as me. But I, I think like, at least in American culture, that doesn't just apply to dating. I feel like that's inherently in everything. If you don't have this position yeah. at yeah. work by this point in life, if you don't have a mortgage, if you haven't seen the world, if you, whatever you want to do, if you don't do it by a certain age, you ever going to get. 
Yeah. And it's, and it's weird too, because we all have that. And then like, what's the other side of that? Like, I love to travel and I think I've been, to, I, I, I couldn't tell you my country count. It's like, it's good. It's not great. And so then I meet these women who are like, oh yeah, I've been to 40 countries and I speak five languages. And I'm like, you're super smart and super aggressive. And I'm like, shit, I can't ink you. Like how much is too much? So it's too, that, that is, is scary. So how do you strike the balance between like wanting to find a partner that encourages you and is like, yes, get on my level. Like, let's go do the things or do try to find someone your level or below in, in any category, right? Like, do you want to date someone who makes more money than you or less money than you or has, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's uh, right. I've, I've done it across the board and I want to be clear. Like if you've been to 40 countries, so I'm like, and I love Japan and I've been there five times. So I'm like, cool. I've never been, I'm dying to these things to, to go and to set. And, and if you're like, cool, let's go next month for two weeks and let's put all that on our itinerary. Like I'm it. Right. So yeah. I feel like I have a very middle-class salary. So when I date a doctor or a lawyer, they're going to make more than me. And when I date someone who is a little less established, it's do we share the same values and have the same understanding? It sounds so simple, but it's it's not. And it's, it's not it's simple. Not. It's, it's a very true. yeah. It's very complicated, and it goes back to like what we were saying is like this is not you, but a lot of guys, and I'm sure you probably maybe know them, or maybe they're your friends, or you've just seen this in the world. Is that like cannot figure out what to do with a woman like as accomplished as Elizabeth, where she doesn't necessarily we we don't see how we can fit into her life. I don't walk away from that, but I have, and like, I, you know, I'm not going to ask you what you do, like, what you're doing. And by the way, on like Bumble, when somebody sends me hi, which is 80% of the message, this is stupid. Look at my profile. I, well, I it's like broken all around. Time. We know this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's completely dead. Like, it doesn't, this is why I'm trying to like get back into real life and dating in person because app dating is nonsense. So but. I've like, but like, I've met impressive women who are like, CEOs of startups and been on dates and we've had great conversation on apps and I meet them and we're 30 minutes. I'm not, I, I'm not intimidated having that conversation with them when I'm like, you're making that's my salary and you've been all over the world. It doesn't intimidate me, but I can tell based on their demeanor after a half an hour, like, all right, I'm not cutting it for them. Like they're very kind. Really? Very smart. Wow. And it's interesting, but like, I don't think that they think I'm on their level. And so I don't like, I don't want to engage in that. Like, I feel like I have no, a lot to offer. I feel but, needed and wanted. I mean. Or at least equal in some capacity. And it's just like. Yeah. 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 It's a crap ceiling. That's I. And but like, that's a smart observation. And it might be less about like not being able to see where you fit in and more of an immediate sense of like, oh, I, I don't measure up or I'm not there or like I'm not I'm not going to be the person that this person is looking for like an immediate judgment on like it's, it, it's not going to be me so I'm not even going to try you know whereas my impression was that it was like uh I, I can't see if you don't need me why am I even here kind of thing you know which right. is just a different approach to it yeah but Josh do you also feel do you get a sense that Okay, let's say let's say you meet a woman like Elizabeth, right? So just like on paper, right? All the information is the same. Um, except she has a job with a nonprofit that expects her to move to different veterinary sh shelters all over the world as needed, right? Mm -hmm. Do you feel as if she's undateable? 
do we have an expectation in our world that the women's life should be more flexible, more amenable to a guy where he is and his place in the world? No, but if, 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 if Elizabeth, right, if we're going to get serious and Elizabeth is going to make twice the money that I'm making, then she's the breadwinner. And like, I feel like it has to do with, with who's really carrying the weight financially here. Um, but do you think guys are okay? This is what I'm saying. It's like, do you think guys are okay coming in and being like, oh, you're the breadwinner, you're the anchor, you're the badass in the relationship. I will follow you around. Like, I, do male egos, are they okay with that? Well, so generally I, speaking, some are, some are. And, and, and I think, right, if you look at the economy right now and like people are still fighting for equal pay of women, that's less, it, it happens, but it's, it's, it's not as common as the, as, right. as the male being the breadwinner, um, where I've seen a problem on both sides, the spaces where I, I've dated is like, if I'm making more than a person, but especially not enough to support both of us doing what I want to go do or vice versa, right? If she, if she makes less than me, is she going to be able to do the things that I want to do? And, and, and pay her way in the spaces where I can't pay for her. And if I'm making less than the person, it's that same question for her. Even in the dating process, like, like if, if let's take our Peru trip, if she's making half what I'd make, she's not coming to Peru with me. And I can't afford to pay. Peru is a solo group travel trip, Josh. Right, right, right. Right, right. <laughs> so like, right. So Shout like out to that. Caitlin and Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. We did have okay. a couple on our trip. They broke yeah. the rules. Yeah, that's what that is. and we loved them for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, but that's really all right. It's 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 right. it's it's once you decide to be together, you pool the money and figure out it doesn't really matter. So it's a, it, so it's a barrier to entry sometimes. Yes, okay. yes, I feel that. Hmm. Uh, just just to bring things full circle, I want to end this the way we started this conversation. So put yourself back in that little restaurant in Urubamba. <laughs> having some alpaca for the first time. Yes. Um, some passion fruit ice cream. What do you feel like you got from that conversation with me and Elizabeth? Like from the whole, like, how do I approach a, a woman in a grocery oh, store? Was which, was the, which was the, it doesn't have to be a grocery store, but that, was, let's hear it at Barnes and Noble. I was really hoping you weren't going to ask me that question because uh, no, I didn't want to answer it because the, the <laughs> is like, it's like not Nothing. that much. I don't want to say nothing, but like not that much, right? Because you, you, like what you basically shared to me was like, these are the barriers and they're just really hard. Like I see a woman walking through Trader Joe's and like, you know, am I going to, you know, walk up to her and ask her what's in her card for, I'm going to, you know, adjust my route in Trader Joe's to go down the aisle, say mile a couple of times, be like, well, you have to stop meeting like this. Like it's weird. And, uh. It's, like a little meat cute. Is that, yeah. is that any less contrived than the apps, though? Good point. It's less socially acceptable. Right. Because less the drunk. situation we are talking about with Jeanette is that someone approached her on the street in New York City <clears throat> with her headphones in. And Jeanette and I were both appalled. Like, yeah. right? What does this guy think he's doing? And Josh raises his hand over here over Alpaca and is like, I don't, I don't see why. Why is that weird? And we were like... Deep breath. Okay. <laughs> but that was, I was trying to, like, I see where that's weird. I would never approach a woman who had her headphones in. I would, I would maybe approach a woman at a coffee shop. Um, but 
who was sitting alone, but maybe not nose deep in a book. Like I can tell when people want to be left alone, but I was trying to start the conversation more broadly of like, okay, fine. Like, when is it okay? And, you know, right. like also as I've gotten older, there are probably opportunities that I don't take advantage of on purpose. For example, I'm at my gym four or five days a week. Do I have a gym cross? Yes. If she says no, or if we go on three dates and then it's shitty, I have to see her four or five days a week. And so like, that's true. I'm just trying to broaden the scope and have a, a better understanding. You know, wait, what devil's mind? advocate. Let's pretend you just can't not scratch that itch. <laughs> How would you approach a woman at the gym without that's making her feel uncomfortable? Super complicated. Also, I'm going to throw that back at you, which is like, when you're going <laughs> That's you could not scratch that edge, right? Like there's so many people out there. I look, if we, right. So like, if it's a group class, you can make a comment afterwards. Like I hate this exercise sure. or shit. This was really hard or, you know, see you next Tuesday, same time. Right. And then like maybe something develops, but, um, Right. I'm not going to go be like, oh, you're doing your squats wrong. Like, shut up. About, I really like your yoga pants today. <laughs> that sounds creepy even for you. I know. I'm, that was, <laughs> uh, I'm joking. You're not going to say Yeah. I so pretty, look, it's, if, if, if I have a legit question about like a machine, I might ask her. Right? Like, how, how, do you, am I, am, how do you transition from like, uh, hey, hey, tell me about this. I don't even know language. Do you? The last time I was in a gym was before the pandemic. How do you tell me how you use this weight machine to like any chance you want to get together and and stretch each other out? <laughs> so I mean, you wouldn't don't do that. approach it me at the gym. Uh, so it'd be weird. But <laughs> so uh, something if you as a woman make a dude feel weird at the gym, like that's got to be some sort of like you've, God, you've yeah. broken the, the glass ceiling of the <laughs> gym creepiness. Well, rights for all. Yeah. <laughs> in, in that situation, can you nonverbal? Like, can you just like wave the next time you, you see this person? And if she's like, makes a face and doesn't wave back then you're like great great that went well and like now we're done with it like low stakes that, but i think that's this is what josh yeah. was talking about at dinner was like how do you go from making small talk to actually like communicating <laughs> how do you go from communicating your desire to be like no i actually think you're kind of cute and i'd like to take you out sometime i think that's the tricky part of it without without coming across as a potential threat or a creepy person that was i think that's what what we were talking about over dinner was like how how do you do that in today's day and age safely make a woman feel comfortable um but also intrigued at the same time not that i have the answer i'm just saying. yeah I, I mean right there's a there's a right i'm 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 gonna go grab a shake or a smoothie next door after the workout do you want to join me and i think the worst case scenario you go buy this movie for yourself anyway yeah. like yeah, yeah. um but yeah. there's no there's no good answer so no takeaways from our half hour of coaching with you that's basically what you're saying that's okay how would you again how would you want to be approached at the chip elizabeth how would you want to be approached at the chip? I, yeah. i'm trying to, i'm honestly yeah. trying to think about it because it i think sometimes i feel like my job as a woman is to give men permission like 
y'all are so freaked out about like when I'm on the apps, it's I sometimes will literally tell people like, okay, well, you have two options at this point. We can continue chatting on this app until both of us die. Um, <laughs> or you could ask for my number. And if there's some excuse about like, well, uh, my number is broken and uh, like I'm really uh, busy with uh, stuff and things. It's like, great, wonderful, moving on. But most men are like, oh, that would be great. Like, I would love to have your phone number. So how how do you do that in real life? And the situation is totally different with a with a gym person that you're going to see a couple times a week. Like, you kind of just have to be vulnerable and make a fake scenario or just ask the person like, hey, super weird. Do you like being asked out? at the gym if someone genuinely wants to get to know you and that's her opener like obviously you're talking about yourself but if she's like I don't date people at my same gym then you're like cool like you have you a couple dates from from now like awesome I, good to I know. think you're I think you're on one time the one time thing in Trader Joe's is like you you gotta you gotta just make conversation uh about like hey have you tried those those new weird chips that they have thoughts weird into them thoughts everything season yes yes or no like and and you just have to like be a little bit of an idiot and engage response all right so so same question though how do you transition from yeah these chips are good (laughs) then what bullshit small talk basically here's what what i'm here's what i'm picking up (laughs) and i think i think you're right around it i think what you have to do is you have to acknowledge the thing, which we, we, as human beings, we want to pretend it's not there. But I think the more you can say, Hey, I know it's sometimes inappropriate to ask women out at the gym, but I couldn't help myself. Or I know this is really strange because I've never talked to people in Trader Joe's and you look busy, but so if you can say like, let me talk about the elephant in the room, or I'm so sorry, I understand women probably don't want to be talked to on the sidewalk and you look like you're busy, but, and then you can be like, okay, A, I have an out. Yeah, you're right. I don't really like to be talked to at the gym. Or B, you can say that that person is socially savvy enough to recognize how uncomfortable the situation is. So let me let me flip this for you. And it may not matter. But here, if if, if I was approached by a woman at Trader Joe's, which has never happened. But if I were and they were like, hey, I never do this. But like my first thought would be bullshit. You do this all the time. And I might not care. I might not not care, but whether I was the first or the hundredth person that they approached at Trader Joe's, I would be like, "No, I am. You you do this. You have done this before." I am not falling for this. Yeah, I'm not falling for this shit. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I just. In conclusion, you just got to go for it. You got to start the volley at like. And if this person gives me a weird look about everything seasoning, it's like, all right, you're not my person. (laughs) My person will be like, "Here's the thing." Love garlic, also love not terrifying people and poppy seeds. What do you do with those? I'm like, all right, like but we're vibing. We're vibing. We're vibing. We're we're doing have I told you about you like a drink? Yeah. But <laughs> yes. But it's this ultimate game of like societal chicken, right? Like who goes first? And I yeah. can give you signals if we're in a socially acceptable situation, but I also think it's appropriate for me to give you a signal about everything seasoning or like holy cow like that's a great bottle of wine um and and then if he's like yeah my wife and i are gonna enjoy it later i'm like great that's so cool thanks for the tip about the wine um i usually check for a wedding ring i'm not that unsavvy but yeah 
Okay, I have a game. <laughs> Go on. This is how we're going to end the podcast. So about 10 years ago, I was in an improv group, and we decided to challenge each other it, what we felt were our personality weaknesses. And I was told that I needed to be nicer to strangers. So I was told I had to, within 30 days, approach five random people in New York City and do something or say something nice to them and document it. And I did. So I'm going to challenge all of us. This is by the end of the summer. Each of us has to ask out a stranger or at least initiate a conversation with a stranger in a strange environment one time. Challenge accepted. So, so, so two thoughts. Challenge accepted. Okay. I want to push back on you. I want to say ask out. Like, I think there'll be win or lose. There's got to be some great stories from this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want so more I, than one? Is that what you're saying? No, you, you I think knocked off the ask out and, or Elizabeth said approach. No, I want to like, I think you actually have to like make the ask. I just want to. Oh, like, that's yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ask okay. out with the, well, that's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't plan how they're going to respond and say yes. So ask out a person right. with the intention of going out. But yes. if they say, yeah. I don't go out with people I meet in Trader Joe's, you know, yeah. that's not your fault. Then but they suck and they're not your person anyway. Obviously. Right. You know. Obviously. Right. Okay. We, Done. Hands in, team. How do, how do we want? Back? However you want. Do you want, okay. do you want to do a little, a little mini podcast a re- reunion? A, re- a reoccurring segment. Oh, God. A reoccurring segment of approaching stranger. Or you could just, uh, yeah, you, you let me know whatever you're comfortable with. Okay. Uh, you know, we can also... We could we could do a little Instagram true confessional style. You're in your bathroom and you're like, or you're in you're in the other person's bathroom. You're in you're in the Trader <laughs> Joe's bathroom. <laughs> I'm here. Like, oh, that got so weird. <laughs> we're eating spinach and artichoke dip. It's going well. <laughs> Good. I'm game, and I'm like I'm fully uh, open let's, to accountability exercise. So let's see what happens. I'm excited. I'm also excited because the three of us are in totally different places. So yeah. let's just see like how Miami versus LA versus New York does with this. That'll be interesting to find out as well. Excellent. Cool. Um, I've loved this little reunion, guys. It's been so lovely to see your faces. Same. And, and to talk to, not that we didn't talk to each other as real people in Peru, but you know, we were talking about Peru the majority of the time. So it's just sort of nice to get to know you. Yeah. yeah, as real people. So, um, and thank yeah. you for saying yes. You know, and <laughs> there's a joke that, what was it, Josh? Thought that the podcast was called Boob Sweat and the Patriarchy. <laughs> that was going on day three in the jungle, and that was partly yeah. Elizabeth's fault for just that. It, that's up. right. That's right. It, yeah. it was. It was my fault. We did talk a lot about sweat. Yeah. Um. And deet. <laughs> so much deet, which I'm so grateful for, but so much deet. Yep. Um, so I, we yeah. strong armed Josh into this, but you've been very game and we both appreciate your perspective and your insight. And it's He's been a great. Been fun, yeah. Yeah. Thanks, See, it wasn't Josh, that scary. Was it Josh? Wait, no. Yeah. All right, friends. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know how our experience was, what our trip was like, feel free to DM or comment in the episode comments. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. Again, if this episode resonated with any friends of yours that are massively accomplished veterinarians and they're 38, whatever it was that feels juicy to you, feel free to share it along. As always, we are over on Instagram at hashtag single pod. Please join the conversation over there. And if you're feeling extra generous today, maybe give us a little like and a review in Apple Podcasts just to help our podcast rise, rise to the top. And we will catch you in another two weeks with another badass episode. And until then, we'll catch you next time.